your home for all things Bolton Wanderers up the trotters, the Northwest's number one podcast. Um, Chris, I think your audio's off, mate. Joking. False start. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you, you want to run it again? Do you want to run it yeah, again? I'll try that again. To be fair, I mean, you were talking over weeks, to be fair. I think weeks was on. We're starting again. Imagine <laughs> this never happens. We've got no I men. Keep, <laughs> I ain't competing with him. Um, I, welcome to episode 69, who were, of the Fan Zone podcast. Um, Try to keep it light-hearted after yesterday. As you will notice, no Ben. Uh, unfortunately, uh, suffering from fatigue due to some <laughs> games. <laughs> no, he's got, uh, got a big interview tomorrow, so we all wish him well. So good luck, Ben. Um, he'll probably be grooming his sideburns this evening in preparation. So, <laughs> Nice mug. So... Are we all well? We're all right, aren't we? We're all right. I think, obviously, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. get into it. We'll get into it shortly, won't we? We, we will. We will. We yeah. will indeed. Without further ado. So, before we crack on with anything... First of all, you're going to have to bear with us this evening um, because I'm at the wheel. Um, I have to manage the mid-rolls and little video things that you see and then all your comments as well and not chat too much nonsense. So that's a challenge in itself. So, to give you, give you a bit of an insight, ordinarily, obviously Chris and Ben have like the control, but I, I, as do I. So your your comments often get popped up by me, but for some reason we've uh, we've set it up a little bit skew with tonight. So I don't have any of the access. So it's all on Chris basically. So, no pressure. No pressure indeed. Indeed. So uh, let's test a couple more of these mid rolls out. And no, I won't be keeping the mic muted. Thank you very much. Um, so before we crack on with our post-match analysis from yesterday, huge shout out to our friends, partners, liaisons at Eco Warm Windows, a fantastic sponsor of the podcast. Thanks, guys. Amazing job you do. Thank you for the support. And um, long may that continue. Right. Let's get it out of the way. Let's get it over with. Who's going first, Chris? Come on, take control, son. <laughs> um, I don't know. Who wants to go first? Who wants to, uh, as I said yesterday, pick the bones out of that? Uh, I'll do it. Well, as best I can. Go on then, Carl. 
So um, we're going to look at yesterday's game away at Leighton Orient, in case you haven't guessed, uh, which was a 1 0 defeat. Yeah, I thought, was, I thought it was absolutely abysmal. Um, <laughs> I, I, was watching, I was watching the first 10 minutes and I was saying to myself, this is a bit of a slow start. But I was like, you know, these these things sometimes happen. So let's just make sure we're, we're still in the game. Uh, and as long as the, the, the half went on, the more concerned they got. Um, very, very fortunate in my eyes to get to half-time um, level, I guess. Obviously, some may say we should have been leading with the chance, but I thought uh, Leighton Orient with the better side. Um, I thought we were very, very, very sloppy all game. Um, just didn't really look at the races. I'm in, I'm inclined to agree with the 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 analysis of fatigue. I think that's fair. I think they, de they de definitely looked out on the feet. But I also think it's a little bit of after the Lord's merge show type of thing. Um, because I do feel that they put a lot into them two games with with, with Luton and, and they've made they obviously they, they put themselves in, in, in good light, didn't they, after them two performances against Luton. So um yeah, difficult, difficult game yesterday, but one that we can we can certainly not overreact to because I think we've got plenty of games coming up in short period of time, haven't we? So we've got plenty plenty of opportunities to kind of right then wrong so to speak um but yeah overall I thought we were absolutely shocking um it's not been the first time this season and it won't be the last you know like Ian Abbott keeps saying you've got to take kind of don't be too high don't be too too low type of thing and we'll yeah. have a look once obviously um it's just better we react to them and luckily for us as a fan base and as a club certainly this season we've been very good at, at responding so we we all should demand <laughs> a reaction um and a response on on tuesday night yeah i think again just be I, I have managed to get come to terms with the the, the flicking between the comments and the mid-roll so let's have a look at a couple of the viewers thoughts mr reliable tomo <laughs> not brandon but yeah yeah you could say that he's here every week is there brandon um George Thomason looked like a, like he'd run a marathon after 25 minutes, and I think that it, yeah is it, spot on, and it leads into Mark's comment that after 55 minutes it was like right, hang on a minute, midfield's having no impact, so we're just going to bypass it. Um, and as we know, it's not our game. It's not not the way that we play football. We can knit that into a game and use it, but it was the default kind of action, wasn't it? In terms yeah. of our way out. What did you think, Ange? Uh, it, it wasn't us. I don't know who that was, but it wasn't no. us. Um, and Chris and I were talking about the, the, the name of a few pods a, a little while ago, and it was the Jekyll and Hyde and the mm -hmm. Jekyll yeah, and Jekyll. Yeah. And I think it potentially, other than like the Wigan game and possibly the Carlisle game, the worst performance I've seen us this season. Yeah. But we've had glimpses of not great football previously and we've ridden our luck, I think. Um, and the lady luck was far from on our side yesterday. Dion's chances, should he have put my way? Yeah. Is it his fault? No. Every single player on that pitch, I mean, yeah, a lot of people are giving me stick about my segment this week. <laughs> 
Yeah, the match. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's been a few suggestions about how we should rename it, um, which unfortunately I can't repeat. No. Um, as we're before the watershed. Um, but, but I mean, Melbourne, no, because we're just yeah. over halfway through the season. We've we've had a we had a really tough match on Tuesday, which they played out of their skins, and I don't know yeah. how we look so different on Saturday to how we looked on Tuesday. Victor, like a yeah. completely different player. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's blatantly obvious as to why that is, though, isn't it, really, if you think about it, Ange? Obviously, the, the levels that they'll have, they would have had to achieve to get to, to be able to compete with a Luton team that last season were phenomenal in the Championship and the majority of them players have, have improved in their side and they competed no ends against them over, over two legs. Um, so, so then, what, so then, you can see a lot of people are saying the same thing on multiple social media sites. That is that naive of Ian to field that squad on Tuesday. Is it? Should he be concentrating on the league? I know no. it's a lot of money on offer for that FA Cup match, but very clearly they were knackered. They were dead on the feet. So, mm. was he prepared to lose those points? Basically. But he knows what he's dealing with from a from the GPRS vest that the that, 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 yeah, that, that, yeah. yeah that he's reading indicates to him who who he should be playing and when and, and, and all the rest of it. So I'm not, I don't buy I don't buy into that. Like he always says, winning you know that that breeds that mentality, doesn't it? You win football matches, then you 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 improve, don't you, and achieve what you want to achieve. So some. Um... We'll touch on it a bit more in the fan focus because there were quite a few comments on that, as you would expect in terms of balancing league and cup games and frequency of games and impact it has on players' um, fitness, sharpness-wise. So we'll, we'll touch on that later. But tricky, it's a, it's a tricky one. It's a real tricky you know one. You know, I don't think I'd quite finish, sorry, Chris. Oh, sorry, I'm just going love. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I just called you love then as well. I just, just to clarity, that's not a sexist remark. I do refer to my male friends as love as well. So just, just to be clear. <laughs> I'll always be all love, Chris. Oh, yeah, you are. Yeah. Um, so am I panicking? No. Oh. Am I concerned about the current lack of incomings in the transfer window because of the fatigue? Yes. Yeah. I'd like, I'd like a little bit of movement. Off the on the transfer side of things, I, I think there might be an element of, because we're going for players, hopefully, of a, of a, high, of a higher quality from, a high, you know, from, from the top end of the championship or wherever we're, whatever particular shop that we're shopping in. Obviously, we're not buying players from Burton Albion like we did with Vic. You know, we're not, mm. we're not, we're not buying players from, from clubs who, who are in our me or whatever it is yeah we're shopping in, a, in an environment where the domino effects need the domino effect needs to happen to enable you to get them players so they need to bring players in before they ship them out for example and obviously that lot yeah, of black yeah that lot of blackburn are naturally still going to be thinking they might have a chance to get the playoffs so they're going to want to replace the lad before they let them come to us and that's just an example you know there'll be other players i would imagine that that needs to happen before we bring them in and i think that's because mm -hmm. we're, we're like shopping in that particular supermarket if you want we've, to use we've that. Had this, we, well no we've not had it but I, I'm I'm I know for sure that it's been mentioned in post match and, and interviews with with Ever in the past that where he spoke about that domino effects that that necessity for 
the club that's selling to bring reinforcements in. Mm. Um, well, that's why so much stuff happens towards the end of the January transfer yeah. window. For that exact and, reason. and also, obviously, it's come to light. I think it was yesterday where where there was talk. It's you know, it's only rumor and conjecture and whatnot that that Ennis wants guaranteed first team football, um, and we know full well that that isn't that's never going to be a guarantee um with obviously with Dion and, and Victor playing together and then obviously Yon Yon Daddy knocking at the door as third in line. Um so would he be accepting of being a replacement for Dan on Lundaloo because that's essentially what he would be, i.e. a bench warmer. Um it's a tricky one. It is it's and I think that's why, obviously, with all the gossip that goes around during the transfer, and it's, it's always great to talk about it. It gets people excited when you hear, a, a, you know, an interesting name mentioned. Don't get me wrong; it's just best to to, to let it go because you you just end up torturing yourself, driving yourself. Let it be. Just let it be. Yeah, just let, let the people do what they do because there's nothing you can do to influence it. But it doesn't stop us talking about it. So. Yeah, I think you're right, Ange. It, it, it's concerning, especially with Bethin being away, Mendes Gomez being away, and then straight afterwards, Will Forrester damaging his hamstring and potentially out for four weeks. That it does, you know, ratchet up the the pressure in terms of getting somebody in. It's also those it's also those international windows for me that our lads aren't getting a break. We've got lads out on international duty. It, it's a yeah. lot. It's a yeah. lot on top of those little cup runs we've had and still in one. And I just feel we need uh, we're not that you look at the bench on Saturday and it was a bit uh, um I just think we need a I need a little bit of reinforcement in, yeah. in the numbers. You've still got game changers, though, haven't you? There, and that I think that for me was probably what it was. <laughs> oh, sorry, we didn't, but... exactly. That's what I'm trying to say, though, because that's one of the things that frustrated me even more about the, the weekend was because you know, Carl Dempsey didn't play against Luton, you know, he, no. were, poor. he were poor, he was awful. He, I was moment. so surprised. I was, I was on Radio Manchester with John McGinley before the game, and the first thing they asked me was. What do you think of the the, the, the team changes that with Dempsey coming in, Ashworth coming in, and what have you? Ashworth was excellent against Luton. He's to be fair to the lad, he's had little or no game time, but yeah, the, the conversation was centered around Dempsey, and obviously the bite that he gives us in midfield, he's still yet to kick on since he come back from injury, and what an opportunity it was. And if you'd have told me at half time he weren't playing, I'd have believed you. Um, mm-hmm. And that's so undempsey like, you know. It it it, yeah. it scratching me. It, it was an head scratcher, a real head scratcher yesterday. Well, this uh, is the thing, isn't it? Really about the players that we're talking about coming over on the bench as options. You know, Paris McGovern came on and he were non-existent as well. You know, Demp started the game non-existent. Morley came on again, didn't get hold of the game at all. You know, so like that. These lads are, haven't certainly Morley and um, Dempt haven't haven't played loads of football in recent no. in, in recent weeks. You know they played against Accrington, but they didn't get a third gear in that game. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So fatigue and I, I mentioned it yesterday. I straight after they looked dead on the feet, but is that really an excuse? 
it's, no. a bit of, it's a bit of a head scratcher, isn't it, really? No, I think David makes a good point here. Mr. Green, where are you? Um, I don't think... I, and David says as Paul Walsh, not the guy who used to play for Tottenham with the long hair. Uh, sorry, yeah, he's showing again. Um, a new head of sports science upset the players' routine. Um, I'd say it's probably too early doors, David, really, to mm. for him to really upset the apple car or improve it for that matter. He's he's literally come in in the last week. But what actually is the head of is this what it's like do you know what I mean? What what, what is it? Is he just we beavering away at numbers in the background and stats and stuff and actually he's not really that involved in playing. I don't know. So no, I, I, I I would and it is an assume. I'm not assume that that it, it it is we're talking about the analysis of the the catapult vest or the GPS vest that we use. Obviously, it was something that Big Sam was was massive on. Um, it's the analytics of that data and looking at players' performance levels and all that kind of stuff. From my as as I understand it, I imagine there's probably a lot more to it in terms of diet. And hydration. Well, they'll be uh, trying to get an extra half a yard out of more, won't it? Yeah. But but it's, yeah. it's it's what I don't know if he's that close to the nitty gritty that it would make a difference. And like you say, very early. Yeah. So I think you you would bring him into the conversation in context of when you're talking about fatigue, um, but there's time that's needed to make a difference, and he, he, he you know. He's, I don't, I'd be surprised if he's even got a desk yet. You know what I mean? He's hardly been through the door five minutes. So, um, it's a strange one. I think as well, talking about the players that came on, and one in particular, which is Aaron Morley, who's been um, one of our better players up until recent months, um, hitting the roof of the stand with a shot. Um, yeah, I should have left, but... No. You know... You've got to, I think you've got to consider that obviously we're talking about this rotation and how players are accepting of it. Whilst they might be accepting of it, is it having an impact on their performance levels, their sharpness? I would suspect that it is. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's you know, you're a victim of your own success in that respect. That you have to ro rotate the team, and you've got players who would ordinarily start sat on the bench vying for a, vying for a position. And when they do, are they as sharp as usual? No. Are they trying too hard because they want that place back? Perhaps. You know, it's a we're moving into new territory, I think, in, in that respect. It's a, yeah, we're, we're moving into territory that we've not been familiar with for a long, long time, aren't we? Um, and I think I think the danger is to overanalyze it and dissect it. Um and Cole, you flagged a, a, a comment from Ian Ian Firth earlier, which I thought was was banged on that. You know, we we don't go into bad runs typically of defeats. It's usually one here, one there, and we recover. Um, and that's always been the case. You know, you watch football forever. You'll still you, you'll see that the the way that we prove ourselves is by responding and reacting, isn't it? So that, what's that? What was that term they used to use? Bounce back ability. Um, yeah, we came up with that. You are. There's any Endeavour classic that for the first well, time, it, yeah. But it's true, it, it is. It's how you respond, um, to those setbacks. 
and that was a major setback yesterday in terms of performance. We will respond. We will respond to it. Definitely. Yeah, it was a one-nil defeat against the form team in the league. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like it all up it. That's the way. That's what it was. But we were shocking. No, we oh, were we were awful. We were awful. Oh. We couldn't string past the game. It was awful. Yeah. Misplayed passes, flinging it off the pit. It was just, it was biz to watch. It was awful. What are people saying in the chat? Yes. Oh, what, what are people, what are people saying about yesterday's um, performance in general? Any, yeah. any, any notes? I like to get the chat involved as best we can. Like I said, I've been there. Yeah. I'll be doing it. But... There's a lot of good comments in here, and and it, it's it's all too much for my limited technical capabilities. But um, let's see. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Let's have a dive in. Um, this is an interesting one from Joshua. Doesn't seem to be improving anymore. Talk about Molly though. Yeah, second mate. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry think... about get letting him go, which I don't really agree with, but. Fair enough. I think his time will come again. Um, yeah, I think it's a blip. Hang on, is there any more cliches I can use? I don't know. Um, I think I, I think he, you know he's he's still a valuable squad player for us, and I think he will. I think he's someone who responds well to an arm round him as opposed yeah. to a drop into the bench. I think he, I think that affects him mentally when he's not first choice, and that he's young, isn't it? Yeah. I wonder if a 23-year-old lad who's soon to be a dad is yeah. playing having an impact on his on his game on his on his he very well could be. He very career. well could be. You know, because I, I gotta admit, if I were 23 having a kid, that would affect me at work, I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, you know, because it affected me when I was 33 and I had my first kid. So didn't have to worry, you don't have to worry quite as much about the finances, but yeah. No. <laughs> But at the end of the day, my point, bit my point is, is you know the 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 humans aren't at the end of the day. They deal with stuff off off the field as well as on it, you know. So speaking, just, speaking, just throwing it out, just throwing it out there. Speaking of which, um, Joshua again. Cheers to your input, mate. Um, Joshua says, as bad as we were, Dion should have got a brace, and the goal we conceded was very avoidable. I, the, the latter, I completely agree with. Um, so obviously, and we're not, you know, we're not singling out individuals because one to 11, as Ian Everett said, if he could have changed a lot of them, he would have done. I didn't think Nathan Baxter was that bad, but there you go. Uh, yeah, oh, he made it, he made two brilliant saves. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, th there was a there was a lot of th there was a lot of pelters towards Dion. Um, they were two guilt edge chances, but but he needs about four to put one away, and they're probably the only two we had. So I don't. I, he's a League One striker. That's why yeah. he's playing League One. Yeah. yeah, he should have. Yeah, he should have converted at least one of them. But they were probably his only two chances. Yeah, I love Dion. I just he's, a, going, he's got a bit of a dry spell going on and. I'm sure we'll come out of it, but it is, he's, got it is. League, he's got a better League One conversion rate than Adam Lafondra did in the Bolton shirt. <laughs> yeah. So when you're slating him for missing chances, and rightly so, especially after yesterday, they they sure. were two absolute hooners, <laughs> weren't they? But it is what I think. What I think if you summarise it, what you've just said there, Ange, hits the nail on the head. It it's very much a percentage game. 
that you'll not convert everything, but you'll convert one in four, one in five, whatever it might be. Every striker has that statistic against their headline on Sky and what have you in, in the Opta stats in terms of conversions. Um, and I think comparing him to somebody as prolific as Lafondra, well, not necessarily pro prolific, but, you know, a reliable goal scorer like Adam Lafondra. Yeah. It's, a, you know, it... it um, where where would we be without him? Yeah, I'll tell you where we'd be. <laughs> you could say you could say that about a lot of our players, though, couldn't you? Really, you know. Yeah, but, it's. You know. Um, don't I, I would? Yeah, I wouldn't be getting on his back. Put it that way. And I appreciate that. It's that everybody gets on Cameron Jerome's back or Victor's back or Dan and back when he's playing. Would Dion get that abuse? And I don't dig that argument at all because it's it's all relative. Um, no, no. But they that header, I can't believe how he missed that header. It was it did look easier to score. Anybody uh, else? Anybody else celebrating in the living room yesterday? Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was. Yeah. A little lad yeah. tapped himself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I just think that. He's had. A, I mean, he scored seventeen this season in all competitions. What thirteen in the league? He's up there. That is it. You can't. You can't grumble at that. So, no, not at all. Hey. So we put it to bed. Are we putting it to bed? I'm. I, I put it to bed at about twenty past seven last night. Oh, that was you, <laughs> roughly. Not like I was looking at me watch anything. When's this going to end? When's this going to end? Um, but yeah. Response time. It's important. It's important to to note that yes, we are somewhat more on the positive side on this podcast, but we all wholeheartedly agree that we were absolutely woeful yesterday. Yeah. Oh, oh God, Jesus. We're not. You know. <laughs> we can't <laughs> go that. We're not yet. delusional. We're, we're However, not positive, but we're not delusional. However, we. I certainly, for one, very quickly got over it within about forty-five minutes. Because yeah. I know full well that we'll respond. Um, comment here from Chris, just to close the Dion conversation, which I will be doing now on this comment. What was he, 320 grand um, mm. in League One? He's been a great signing, but it's true about one in three, one in four, 40 on goals in 80 games. Um, yeah, not bad. With his work rate as well. And I think that's the key thing as well. Yeah, you know, it, as, as Cole Cole and his dad call him the wasp. Um, yeah, we do. His work rate is harassing of center arse, his pressing nature, how he leads that press and how he drops that press. He's been worth it, he's been worth every penny. He couldn't, he couldn't, he, 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 he couldn't score. He, well, I would say if he didn't score between now and the season, I'd still be happy with this season and the way and the, and the importance he is to it to us as a, as a, as a player. Yeah, it's a, in it only last week that we were saying that if we, if we sold him, we'd be knackered. Yeah, like a week or so ago, that in it, or whenever it was, in that five million quid tag was being banded around. No, you can't sell him, we'll be knackered. And now he's, yeah, um, he's so good. <laughs> I love him, I love him. I think he's brilliant. He's very, he's a very good player to watch. Passing's rubbish at the minute. I don't know what's going on there. But anyway, um, so without further ado, 
This is where I throw Angela Abbott under a bus. And under you. Come go. on, Fox, get me through it. Get <laughs> Gotta get through this. Gotta get through Honest this. to God, it feels get like me. an absolute waste of time. Get your name in lights. Get your name in lights here. Help Andrew and tell us what you thought. Oh, yeah. So obviously, it's going to be a tough one, and not for the reason we like. We like a tough one when they've all played out the skins, but a tough one when not many people rocked up to the match is a bit, <laughs> a bit of a stinker. So put your your nominations in the chat, and then we'll go to the panel first. So we'll start with Colin. Ooh. Wonderful. Not all that. I don't normally get this privilege. Um, very, 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 very difficult. However, I would say that from what I could see, sat on my, sat on my couch watching it on that. Listening to it on the radio. I've got a VPN. <laughs> oh, good. Got a VPN. Okay, okay. My couch yesterday was in Belgium. I'd made a quick flight to watch it in Belgium. Just come back off your holidays, aren't you? Yeah. Anyway, um, Zach Ashworth, I would say for me, that deserved uh, man of the match yesterday. I thought, um, certainly the first half, I thought he was pretty progressive going forward, uh, made some pretty decent um, passes offensively. Uh, defensively, he wasn't so bad, to be honest. But he was the best of a bad bunch. Um, and I thought he, he kind of followed on his performance ish against Luton and played all right yesterday. So, yeah, bit of a Difficult one, as you can probably imagine, but I'd say Zach Ashworth was, was all right yesterday. Fab. Um, <laughs> Chris. You <laughs> said that so sincerely, didn't you? Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to put a comment up before I go into my man of the match. Oh, yes. Well said. Um, and I think it's yeah. something that needs to be commented on. We're not here to talk about opposition players we give them respect and then we move on however um radic selecti vintage wanderer uh his comment is darren prattley for paying respects in front of our fans um i didn't i didn't expect that yesterday at all um and to see him one not wonder sorry that sounds terrible to walk across in front of our supporters with a wreath to commemorate the sad passing of Ian Perslow, I thought was class. That was a proper, proper classy touch. So thank you to Leighton Orient and thank you to Darren Prattley for that gesture. Um, it needs to be mentioned. Um, a lot of the chat have said, the fans, um, I, I echo that as well. That's... It's a phenomenal turnout and to be served up that heap of nonsense. They don't deserve it. But you pay your money, you take your chance. Um, but the class, our away fans are class. It's only the second game I've missed this season away. Uh, and I was gutted. Oh, yes, Chris. I didn't go yesterday. No. Oh. So I had two tickets, but off the back of COVID, it all fell to bits. But you were pleased at five to five, weren't you? I was utterly delighted. I saw somebody <laughs> comment that it was about 300 degrees on the coach on the way home, um, and it was dreadful. And that was late. So, um, I, 
Mother the match. Yeah, you gotta give it somebody. I am gonna go here, but you've got you gotta give it somebody. I'm gonna give it to Nathan Baxter because I thought, and I think I've already alluded to it in the substituting all eleven of them. If there was one player I wouldn't have substituted, you know, I thought didn't really you know disgrace himself. I thought it was Nathan Baxter. So my man in the match would be Nathan Baxter. Fair dues. Um, just wanted to point out Craig Barnes's comment there about we're all acting like yesterday was a surprise. Definitely, oh, definitely. You must have missed the beginning where I absolutely said we've had multiple half games that have been as terrible as that, but we've always seemed to ride our luck and pull something out from it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you joined us at a happy clapping point of the show. Yeah, we're doing a lot of that tonight, but I think. Equally, he's right in what he was saying about the first 25 minutes of the Cheltenham game. Cheltenham, yeah, it's a bit of a red flag. We weren't, we, we weren't at it, but then obviously we put in a performance in like we did against Luton. So it's yeah, it's a weird one. I do uh, think, with regards to the, the the slow start and, and the way that we we performed the first 25 minutes against Cheltenham, we we all didn't really do that, don't we? We so occasionally we'll we'll start to just try and grind a side down early doors and, and work at home in the second half, which I think mm -hmm. possibly our game plan against Cheltenham. Yeah, we weren't great, but if that game would have continued, I reckon we we would have won it. Yeah. But anyway, yes. anyway, back to back to what we're talking about. So in the chat, we've got quite a few shouts for Cam Jam. We've got a couple of shouts for Victor. We've got Baxter. Quite a few shouts for the fans. Um, obviously, we've got an Ashworth and a Baxter on the panel. And I am going to go with, just because the rest of the 10 were terrible or 14 or whatever with subs, um, I'm going to go Nathan Baxter too, just for that really good big arm save. He made a couple, didn't he? He made a yeah. couple of really good saves, um, keeping the scoreline respectable, I suppose. Yeah. But like I say, I'm the best of a bad bunch, wouldn't it? No, I, I really hope on Wednesday when I'm not here and you do my segment that there's a there's a much better vibe to the one at the match section. Please. I, if, if it's any consolation, I imagine it can't be any worse. It's a death. Oh god, we hope not. No. Just to add on this on this late in game, everybody, and probably end it here to be fair, but Portsmouth lost three nil at home to them last weekend. So like, yeah, do you want some stats? Because we did the we did the fan pre we did the the, the preview pod with or the, the lads down at uh, well Paul down at Orient Outlook who is a top geezer. Um, so I've got my notes to hand here. Um, so that's they are they haven't been defeated in five games. Now they haven't conceded in five games. When we did the reverse preview, which was only on the 21st of December, they'd only won six games. So what a turnaround. So like it or not, they were a team. Well, they are, they are the form team in the league. As bad as we Yeah, perform, yeah, we stumbled upon them at a really, really bad time for us. Yeah. Really good time for them. Yeah. So just a, a little bit of perspective, and it seems, ironically... Their, turn, their turning point, as we discussed with, 
with with Paul was that it was that second half against us. Yeah, they've not conceded since they conceded them first them three in the first ten minutes against us. So it tells you something that they're doing something yeah. right. So I, we, yeah, I'm often a Bolton fan that that demands quite a lot personally in in when I go to a match and I expect a lot from the players that we've got. But sometimes I do think it's important as a fan base that we respect the the opposition a little bit more yeah. and just sometimes hold our hands up a little bit and just say, you know what, we've been beaten by a better side here. Yeah. And I think, Are they certainly oh, were that. They were certainly that on. Exactly. They certainly were that. And and the meltdown that happened and I get people entitled to their opinion and you know we were shit. Like we don't so often swear on this Language. podcast and we're not that type of podcast, but we were, we were awful. Um yeah. And it's, it's understandable, but when you just take a little step back and just think, you know what, they were the better side, yeah, they are in a good run of form, let's respect the division a little bit more, because I'm a guilt, I'm as guilty as anybody of not respecting this division as, as much as, as a really? it, Sometimes I don't even know who we're playing. I think, you know, yeah, well, that's it, isn't it? Hashtag imps. Um... Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, sometimes you've got to just look at it and think, you know what, they deserved it and they did. Yeah. It, I had on. an interesting conversation with a few, not necessarily to do with the pod earlier, about in my day, so going back to the 80s and the 90s, where it was literally a case of you, you're there through thick and thin. Um, you go out, you go in the boozer after the game, you'd absolutely rip into everybody in a drunken stupor across a, a bar or a table in a pub, and that'd be it. It'd be out of your system. And now, the first, your first port of call is Twitter to do the same thing. Um, and I just think, I think David mentions it here. David Green mentions the fact that confidence is massive in football. And that's why slating players does not work. Get it out of your system too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Of course, you've got a right to be frustrated. You paid a fortune to go and watch these lads. Mm, but do it the right way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Jeez, it's not hard. But anyway, anyway. Chris's rant is over. You are? Chris's rant is over. Oh, I guess I'll be sick. More swearing. Um, Angela, thank you for making that segment almost bearable, which oh. I didn't expect it to be. So thank you. No, you um, And without further ado, this will cheer you up. Not seen that picture for a bit, have we? God, I've missed it. No, we've not. Um, obviously, thank you very much to everybody who's joined us tonight. Oh, this is kind of the, the first time that we've all been together uh, since the sad passing of Ian Purcell. So naturally, we want to move into this segment, coming into the rearranged game against Cheltenham um, with just a, an opportunity to kind of show our respects to him. Obviously, our, our best wishes to, to his family. Um, and, yeah, obviously, a thank you as well, I guess, to, to Cheltenham Town and the wider uh, football community uh, as to kind of how they responded and, you know, um, joined us in, in, in paying respects to, to Ian and his family. So I just wanted to start by saying that um, we'll never, ever forget, certainly, him and, 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 and the moment. And, and yeah. Thank you um, 
very much Cheltenham for 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 this um the the, the what you did on 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 yeah. following that and and yeah we'll obviously look forward to 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 um, playing you on Tuesday evening. Um, so with that in mind, obviously we we've got this rearranged game against Cheltenham in terms of statistics. Um, they've only scored 19 goals from the 23 rated XG. So they're underperforming by four. Um, these stats have come from our usual stat man. Resident stat man. Present this you evening. Um, only scored 10 open play goals all season. They're currently 22nd in the league for goals per match. Um, 0.8 average. Um what are we kind of expecting going into this game? Obviously, we we, we mentioned the, earlier on that the, the first 25 minutes against Cheltenham were poor. I, I do genuinely think that um, we would have probably beaten them, I would have thought, because of the way that we, we kind of moved the ball about over a course of 90 minutes. But um, do we do we feel that this the game's going to be affected in any way after last, last week? Or are we going to... To hopefully respond following the defeat against Leighton Orient. Uh, Are we better bloody respond? Yeah. That's <laughs> Does so the whole they've only scored ten open play thing doesn't actually fill me with confidence in the fact of how bad we can be at defending set pieces. So if they're scoring from corners and free kicks and stuff, at that's that's a that's a, could be a problem. Especially not having our most comfortable combination at the back. Um, mm. That's just a, a little bit of a worry. When I saw that stat come through, I was like, whoosh. Well, it may very well be a, an opportunity for us to just simply score more goals than them because they've, they've con- they concede on average 1.5 goals per game. Yeah. Um, so I think be- whilst the average is out, I think there's been a... Th- those numbers have been tempered by the new manager coming into place. He's, he's had a quite an impact, hasn't he? Um, turn around their fortunes. I think as well, you need to consider that their game, well, that's the second game on the spin now that obviously it was abandoned with ourselves. The following, the game on Saturday away at Burton was postponed. Mm. So it made sense. So we didn't, it weren't Burton, were it? Because Burton played Charlton. Who do who is supposed to be playing? They're supposed to play Burton tomorrow. Uh Tuesday. I don't know what day it is. Oh, I beg your pardon. Sorry, it was um it was Cheltenham, wasn't it? Uh, sorry, Cheltenham Carlisle. Yeah, they were playing Cheltenham. I'll get there in a minute. Chris, Again, I'm doing a colony here. Uh, it was they were at home against Carlisle, or they were meant to be. But that, <laughs> that was postponed. Carlisle, yes. Jesus Christ! That could, that could work in your favour, though, can't it? As well, it's not all—it's not necessarily because they've had a rest. You know, they, they might have been sharp. You know what I mean? They've not mm. played for a while, have they? Do you get what I mean? So you can look at it from a couple of different angles on on, on that front, can't you? Yeah, yeah, and very true actually. In the chat, I forgot about that. It took him a good ten games to even score or whatever it was in the first yeah. place. So actually, once they've come alive, they've done all right. Yeah, well, it, just to. Just to um, emphasise that that very point, um, Ian Daryl Clark, when he came in to Cheltenham, they had one point from eleven games. So 
He's done a good job, hasn't he? Yeah, they're on 23 points now. Yeah. So it's, 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 you know, it might be a new manager bounce, but it's certainly having an effect. They still can see goals, though, because they're 19th in the league for clean sheets. Yeah. So regardless of how well he's done, which he has, you know, they still can see you still can see goals as well, and they can see a lot. They can see a lot of possession as well, second bottom in the league uh, for average possession. They currently average possession is forty one percent. Right. Again. So they, they obviously let well don't let but you know struggle to get all the ball from for the ball off teams. So that that can obviously you know benefit us massively, can't it? The way we play. I think he's going to be emotionally charged as well on Tuesday. Um, considering the reason why the game's being played, yeah, but they've done a lovely thing with a flag as well, haven't they? they uh, yeah, oh. it's a lovely touch. That's Leslie mentioned it, it. Yeah. so they've had a, a a special flag commissioned and made, um, which they'll be bringing to the game. They ain't cheap, them things, are they? No, no, <laughs> they're not. No, unbelievable that they've, they've got. Speaking of money being spent, I think it's an opportunity as well to to thank the club directors and and people in charge. You know, of the fact that they funded the the, the trip up uh, to Cheltenham to, to for the Cheltenham fans. That's uh, yeah. that's again a wonderful gesture and and certainly money money well spent. I think because they deserve it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, conceded eight, uh, conceded eighth most xG as well. So obviously with with. In terms of the the opportunities, uh, they, they concede uh, quite a lot, um, so that's another opportunity for us. So they're not they're not the best size, regardless of, of, of how well um, the new manager's done. Um, in terms of records, uh, actually, this fixture only dates back to the eighth of November two thousand and sixteen. Um, not played them at all very often in in our history, and that was a that was a one 0 defeat in the EFL Trophy. Um, but previously, we played them back on the 12th of August. Of course, we, we, we won away 3-0. And the previous home fi- home fixture was uh, the 4th of February last year with a 1-0 victory. Um, so in terms of standouts, one thing that's worth noting is, is uh, one of their lads, a, a guy by the name of Will Goodwin, has recently left Cheltenham to go oh. to United. So that's worth pointing out. He was yes. actually he was in the squad uh, and on the bench against us. Um, on the Saturday game that got that got uh, obviously got 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 cancelled. Do we think that's why he was on the bench as opposed to yeah, yeah. Possibly, because I think he he has been and and is quite an important or was an important player to them. So I thought I'd make make a note of that because that's quite a, maybe quite an important thing to think about. Um, statistically, Liam Circum and Curtis Davis are the best players. Davis is the best defending the league for aerial duels, um, which I think would probably mean that we would be utilising our fullbacks a little bit more. So Randall Williams may very well start, I think, possibly. Um and obviously use that width. Um and not play it up in the air and and, and back to goal for, for Victor to kind of challenge um Curtis Davis because he, he is statistically the best defender in the league for them for them aerial duels. Um Serkham scored six goals and assisted two in the league. So he's in the top ten midfielders in League One for chances created per 90 minutes. So a couple of little stats for you there. Um but yeah, Ange, what what are you thinking? Are you are you thinking we're gonna do it or or not? You know I don't predict. Yeah, scores, but, but you can get the but yeah. I, I, we have we 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 need three points from this. So 
I'm very much hoping there's a response. I don't think it'll be by any means a walkover, but I think we'll we'll just edge it. Yeah, absolutely. We need to, because like you say, it's a game, it's one of the games now, isn't it? So it's uh, it's critical. We need to make them count. We need to we do need yeah. to make them count. Definitely. Brilliant. Thanks, Chris, for that image. Well, I've not played out yet. I've not said what I think will happen yet. Boom, my glasses on. You are. Boom, my glasses on earlier. I appreciate you bringing that up again. No, I love that picture. You know that. Um, I think I think we're going to be comfortable winners on Tuesday. Oh, you never say that, Chris Dawson. I've said it once before. And what happened? What's I don't know. I, can't remember. <laughs> I don't think it went that way, but I do. I do genuinely think that we will because it. Let's face it. When, when the first thing that comes out of the manager's mouth is, if I could have subbed all eleven, I would have done. <laughs> I don't think the next couple of days are going to be particularly pleasant. No, I think they're going to be made to sit and watch what that was yesterday and try and decipher what it was all about and basically do something about it. So, yeah, they've got to be. They've got to be watching that yeah. back. But let's mm -hmm. not dwell on it, as we say. Um, Look, you don't have to. <laughs> Chris, just no. can you bring up uh, Leslie's uh, comment slash question about the fan zone quickly? Bear with me, please. Do, do, do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So lots of so, lots of people listening on audio. Um, Leslie said lots of Bolton fans are asking permission to allow the fans. Um, their fans into the fan zone. Don't know how far we've got with this, but it would be a brilliant idea to have them in there. Um, Mark Isles on his Buff podcast, um, a podcast that I thoroughly enjoy, so I'd recommend it. Right, right. Um, is said that there may be some issues around licensing laws yes. with regards yeah. to that. So we obviously don't have any insight because yeah. we're not in the laws. Yeah, he mentioned licensing laws on Friday on, on his podcast. So maybe tweet Mark Isles, Leslie, or and ask the question. Yeah, you know. there is. Some, I think there is more to it than obviously. Just I mean, me. I think everybody's in favour as a gesture, whereas the reality is that it's something that's potentially out out of the club's control yeah. around security and licensing. I think as Colin said, <laughs> mm. well, I think it's a great idea, and they'd be more than welcomed. Um, oh yeah. Apart from that idiot who were on about, who were moaning about it, the one who looked like a thumb. Moaning? Oh, what was moaning about? Some got some Cheltenham fan on Twitter. He was like one <laughs> out of all of them. who were absolutely impeccable and brilliant. There's always one. <laughs> um, so we're not letting him in. But every all rest of them. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, uh, Brandon is just. Um, now, I'm not going to refer to him as that, Brandon, um, but uh, uh, Barry. <laughs> Barry, I think his name was. Um, so okay. there you go. I, but anyway, I don't know why I missed yeah, that. But, but let's not let that tarnish what has been unbelievable consideration and compassion and understanding by the Cheltenham fans. They've been bang on, haven't they? Let's face yeah. it. Really so, good. yeah. And not only Cheltenham fans, a whole kind of football. Yeah, you've got to mention... Obviously, Orient on Saturday, Luton, um, yeah. Burton Albion, 
for being flexible with yeah. the, with the game. It's it's been amazing to see. It's not something you want to see because of the circumstances, but it's been amazing to see how teams have really reacted to it and how football has has come together over something so tragic. So yeah. Big up to all the teams that I've mentioned there, and all the others who sent, you know, words of condolences across social media, etc., and flowers and whatnot. So, fair news. Right. What's next? I don't know. Let's have a look. Hang on. No, it's this, isn't it? I'm just going to go off screen because, as you all well know, this is my favourite segment, and I've just run out of beer. So, I'm going to go off screen very quickly. Unprofessional, this I know, and I don't often do it. Yeah, that's one of the No dry, no dry January for Colin. No, I'm very much looking forward to this. So, crack on, Chris. Oh, all right, thanks, Colin. Cheers. That's good of him, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> where were we? I have no idea. I went, should we wait for Colin? No, no, it's not crack on. Colin. no, no. Um, I say it every week, or when we're on anyway, um, how overwhelmed we are and how grateful we are for the amount of feedback we get on this. I tell you, it just honestly, it gets more and more difficult every game. Um, I think when we first started doing this, you get same the same kind of stuff. Everybody has the same opinion. And it's starting to sort of disseminate a little bit now. And we're getting loads of different views and different topics to discuss. So this week, I've been mostly no, – um, I've, I've basically focused on two particular topics of conversation. And the first comes from uh, Jim the Wanderer. And also, it segues into a comment from Tom Gregory. Um, I'm not going to use the word that Jim used because it, it's a bit... But split personality as a team. We're hot and cold. Uh, is it something that we need to get used to or maybe we are getting used to because we try and play our way or the Everett way? Um, with, dare I say it, players who really aren't at that level to play that way. Um, All the time. Yeah, and maintain it. I think that's the key word, isn't it? Maintain the required levels. Consistency. Correct. And I think it's a really good point because it's of no detriment to the players because we're not investing massively in players we're bringing players in and we're developing them and nurturing them and improving them and getting them to play a certain way um and the point that he makes i mean where tom comes into the conversation are our players overrated i think they're playing i don't i wouldn't say overrated i just say what i would say is that they play beyond what they've possibly played before at other clubs. They're sort of kicking on a, a notch, going up a level in terms of quality and the way that they're playing. They've got a lot of information to take on with the way that Everett sets us up to play. But what I particularly liked about this comment was something really, really simple. 
that kind of adds credence to it, which is we've got the joint lowest number of draws in the league. So what does that mean? Well, it means we're 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 all or nothing. We win or we lose. <laughs> we're out of terrible. <laughs> yeah, but I think it substantiates that point really, really well. And we don't. I don't think we mention it. I can't remember talking about us having the joint most draws in the league. I don't think we draws in the league. We just don't have them, do we? You are, and I, I didn't. I didn't. We. I didn't know that was it. That we no. were. I didn't know that till today. Absolutely, straight up, honestly, didn't have a clue. But when you look at the results, it's true. And we win or we lose. Luckily, we win more than we lose. But I think it's a very, very valid point. So I'd like to discuss that and get your thoughts on that. That are we one or other or cold? I think we're very, very, very hot, to be honest. Because I think when you look when you look at the amount of games that we that we win yeah compared to what we, the amount of games that we lose i mean we we've not this is the first defeat since what 16th of december yeah against bristol rovers yeah I mean, that's, that's fantastic that i'm i'm not being funny you can't, you can't there's no other way of looking at that um you know look at if you look at portsmouth who are obviously still just about top of the league they've what have they lost did lost two did lose two or three games of the bounce recently. Mm. Do you get what I mean? So I yeah. think we're, we're certainly more hot than, than anything else. Um uh, and our long consistent win um win ratios are, 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 are evidence of that in my in my opinion. There's a an interesting video on Twitter the other day. I don't know who posted it, so I can't give actual credit to that person, but I thought it was really interesting. And it was footage of Kyle Dempsey playing for Carlisle and scoring away at Accrington past. Oh, yeah. After. It was yeah. only two or three years ago. And it's how those players have now gone from those levels, with all due respect, to the levels that they're at now. Exactly. Yeah. At the top of League One. Um, and I think that is another example of how we are... I don't want to say polishing turds, um, but <laughs> how, how we are bringing players in and developing Growing them. individuals. Yeah. They're, getting older, they're getting older, aren't they? And, and, and they're getting coached better, aren't they? And Yeah. You know, yeah. They're performing yeah. above themselves because they're, they're playing for a, 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 a big old football club with a lot of demands and expectations on them. Yeah. So, obviously, they're playing above the, the level, aren't they? And I think mm -hmm. even Victor's... I'm, I was looking for the quote then. Victor said recently that you know, he he's he admitted that basically struggled a little bit to kind of understand or get his head around how, how much how, how big this this club is and, and what's expected mm. of him. So yeah, and he's just one in it of, of many that have come from lesser clubs to to play for us. So, and I think that's some one of the reasons why they they sometimes freeze in them in them in them big big games because it's. Mm. A lot of pressure. They're not used to it. They, they, they're not familiar they're with getting these. Used to it, aren't they? They're getting used to it. Yeah, there's a handful that probably are, um, but very few. It's a minority. What do you think about it all, Ange? What's your thoughts on it? Do you know what? No. I don't know. Ian, Ian says this a lot that they're in like they're a really tight group. Yeah. When when we're cold, we're freezing. They're all they're all bloody yeah. cold. Mm -hmm. The the it's like when we do one of the match, there's either can tend to choose from or none. 
Yeah. Mm. But it, I, I, yeah, mm-hmm. for me, it, we we are even when we've been rubbish. Yeah. We've been a little bit lukewarm because we've got something out of it. But like you say, not many skin of your teeth draws, which I think in the past we we must have we've got a lot of last minute limbs for a draw, haven't we? In the yeah. seasons gone by. Yeah. Um we've only drawn three games all season. Nowhere. At twenty five. But but champions don't draw games. No, <laughs> so no. Well, Port, well, I beg to differ because Portsmouth are top and they're drawn eight. Yeah, but they won't. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> no, they only just got completed, didn't they, yesterday as well? So they're, they're not going to be champions. That's why it's imperative that we win these games in hand. I think the formula, win your own games, you know, at least get a draw away. It's said for a reason, isn't it? It's... Um, uh, but we had a really good away record up till. I mean, I know we Pompey and what was the fella saying on Saturday? I forget. Um, I don't know. I need to probably look at the stats before I start. And whilst you do that, just to back up what you've just said regards to drawing games as a reference point, um, it's still relevant. Uh, yeah. Premier League season last season, City. Uh, and uh, Arsenal finished first and second. Um, City finished sec- uh, first, of course, and they only drew five games all season. Um, and Arsenal finished second and drawing six. Mm. So, yeah, there we have it. I mean, we've got, I know we've got our own stat man, but we've got an honorary stat man, haven't we? Yes, yes, thank you. You'll know thank the you. answer. Thank you. So, I mean, we look at, Peterborough at home, obviously Geth got sent off, and we got we managed to to draw that game. Oxford away, whilst I think we should have won that game. No, it's a respectful result. Um, I, think, I mean Burton away, bloody hell, <laughs> we're never going to win there, are we? You know, let's face it. I was just glad we didn't get beat. Draw or lose, sponsored by Doggy Daycare. Um, so, you know, it, yeah, I, I, as I say, I just think that it's always good if you get a point and then there's a little gem of information like that that just gives it that layer of credibility. And I thought that was excellent. So thanks to Jim and Tom for that. The, ne- <laughs> the next one, I've got to, I can't read the first comment because it's rude. Um, but we talk about we touched on it earlier about balancing book runs and promotion pushes. Um, so Philicon, Mark, Hayden, Brandon, uh, may have missed a couple there as well. We're still in the Bristol Street Motors car cup, and we've only just gone out of the FA Cup after. A very, very creditable couple of games against Luton Town Premier League opposition. Um, and we are fourth in the league, five points off top with three games in hand on first place. It's a fair, mm. it's a fair old effort that. It's a fair old effort. So the question, should we sack them off? 
the cup games. I don't think we've got much choice now. I mean, obviously, the FA Cup's gone. Um, and that's probably taken it, pardon the pun, taken its toll. Um, and we obviously have got Blackpool away in the quarterfinals of the EFL trophy. Well, you might as well go and try and win that now, aren't you? If you're in quarterfinals, let's be oh, honest. I... 100%. So somebody actually said in the comments about building a, a weakened team, you don't come that far to. You you you, you kind of you, you pass that point of no return, really, aren't you? When you're at the quarterfinal stages, it starts to become more financially lucrative. Yeah, it's a balancing act. Yeah, I get that, but um, it's just an interesting one. Um, just for context, um, Blackpool, who we will face in the next round of the Bristol Street Motors Trophy also played Premier League opposition earlier this week and also went to a replay. And... Pardon? He went to extra time as well, didn't he? Oh, yeah. God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like way past my bedtime by the time it finished. Um, they went out on Saturday and in the first 20 minutes they put two past Bristol Rovers at Bristol Rovers. So, I mean, obviously they're eighth in the league and we're fourth, but they are a potential playoff contender. So I think you just need to give it a little bit of context with with, with that little nugget. So what, what are you, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to set myself up here and ask Colin what his thoughts are, because I know full well what he thinks of the Papa John's as it was. Flash car cup. Yeah, well, I mean, I've just, I've just said that. I, I, I do think that if you're in the quarterfinals, you have to go out and try and win it now. If you put yourself in a position where you, 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 you've got an opportunity to win a trophy, then you need to go and win it. Not only from a financial point of view, but I think as as a, as a club, I think it'd be great to get promoted, part of that competition for the foreseeable, if not hopefully ever again, mm. win it and, and move on, and and you know back to back. Um, it's yeah, another record, isn't it, Cole? Yeah, yeah, yeah. First, first team to do it back to that. It didn't do Plymouth any harm, did it, last season? They no. got to the final and, and still ended up getting promoted. So, you know, question for the chat and everybody who's listening, and thank you for the 30-odd people that are still... Oh, yeah, thank you. Um, what's the script with it? So, like, obviously Blackpool are in the northern with us. If we beat them and knock them out, do we play somebody in the southern? Or you want it... all go? It all goes in a hat no, again. No. Everyone took the uh, nationally, yeah, yeah. And you're either at home or you're away. It's not over two legs, is it? Is that right? Yeah, no, one leg, and you just pick you out a hat. Right, okay. But, but everyone's in the same pot. Interesting. I don't see. Yeah, that's a very good point for you. And Chris, I'll let you read that if you want. Mate. Yeah. So Ian's comment is it's Blackpool away. I don't see us putting a weekend team out versus Ian Everts' old side. He'll have a point to prove. Very good. Call him stubborn if you will, but you <coughs> I really, really, really did not want Blackpool. <coughs> well, it could have been worse. We could have ended up with Wigan at some point, which Ooh. would then, you know, Wigan. No, they don't. They can't make it. No. They but, did not qualify. No. <laughs> lost on penalties to Doncaster Rovers, unfortunately. So, um, when, when is that fixture uh, end of the month, is it? Week after a week on 
Which 27th. fixture? Blackpool. 27th, isn't uh-huh. it? So Geth won't be back, but Mendes Gomez will be, won't he? Yeah. And it's sorry, it's not the 27th at all. That's absolute piffle. A week on Tuesday. Is that what you're on about? The cup match. A week on Tuesday, yeah. Yeah. Um and it's a seven o'clock kickoff, everybody. So <laughs> enjoy. What that. a nightmare. What an absolute shower. So if somebody was in Southport, I really do wish I, I had a little boat where I could just like just sail across the water to play. Yeah, yeah, it'd be easy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, get get your speedos on, Cobb. Yeah, start swimming now. I might just make it in time. Yeah. Takes but, me, it still takes me an hour. For people's geography who isn't very good, it takes an hour to get from Southport to, to Blackpool, which is it, immense. It, Takes even a little bit longer than it would take me, but in rush hour. Yes, people. But I think on this very point that obviously, Angela, let you have your say in a sec. But just to get it out of the way, my little little kind of input on this is that I'd be a hypocrite because it's only two weeks ago when we were saying how well our rotation is working and how. The performance is you couldn't tell that all these wholesale changes had been made to rotate and and allow for these cup competitions. We were still clicking through the gears and playing like we always do. So I'd be a hypocrite to say anything otherwise. What do you think, Ange? Or have I already asked you? What's your question? I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, no. um, Yeah, do you think we should... We we play a full-strength side. Yeah. Do you th- yeah. Yeah, well, exactly. well, a predominantly full strength side. Yeah. yeah, absolutely fine. So, Dion and Bodvarsson combo. Oh, yeah, some sort of yeah. What? Seeing this brought up a lot, and I'm going off. At, I'm, I'm going off at a tangent again. Um, why do we change both strikers? At the same time, I didn't like that. I don't I like mean, are we, are, are these Siamese twins? What, what, yeah, why, why do we do that? If anybody's got any theories on that, I'd love to know. Uh, they must Evans. work as partners in training. Then that's yeah. how they must pair them up. They must pair Ian, them up together. They have to do. Peter, Chris Markham, if any of you are listening and you could let me know. <laughs> drop us a line. <laughs> drop us a line. Um, I'm sending me mobile number. Give me a bell if you want. Um, I don't get it. And it, it Chris is it, it, it said it. It's so scripted. Is it tactical? Well, no, because it, 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 I'm sure it is. I'm sure that there's a deeper meaning and a deeper sort of thing. You know, there's more to it. But don't get it. Let's get Chris Markham on and ask him. Yeah, Chris, if you're listening, come on. Down. Oh, if there's anybody from the club listening, um, and they can get a message to Chris. Then please do offer an evening with because he's we are hoping to but, get some guests on again pretty soon. So yeah. we might be yeah. able to send you some merch. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not fussed hey, you know that. <laughs> That's Chris. It's only me well, one. No. Um right. I think. That just about wraps it up for another episode, episode 69. <laughs> um, on to Cheltenham. Um, uh, oh, I'm not Mark, Mark has just asked, What's your views on the American soccer man in the middle yesterday? We ain't going there. 
We ain't going there. Um, I think we talked about it enough. Even but he was like, wait, Richie Wells getting sent off. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, what a shambles that was. But no, let's part that. Let's move on and let's look, talk about perspective. Um, obviously, Colin touched on it earlier, the reason why we're playing on Tuesday night. I'd just like to dedicate this podcast to Ian Perslow, to his family, to those close to him, who obviously this has had a massive impact on. So that's from us. So sending a lot of love out there. Have a good evening, everybody. Yeah. And on that note, we'll see you all soon. And come on, you wise. So he's left us online. We better go. Bye, everybody. <laughs>